Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa about to get in the way as well. Hope you are great. Merry Christmas, John Ramos. Merry Christmas, Doug. Merry Christmas, Ryan Music. Merry Christmas, Doug. Uh, and uh, a, a Merry Christmas to, to David Gascon. He's working right now. Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, full disclosure, I am Jewish. I haven't changed, right? So like, oh, did you convert? Like, no, my wife is not. And all I can tell you is, in a mixed household, I don't care if I'm all, it's okay to wish a Jewish person Merry Christmas. It's okay to be Jewish and wish somebody Merry Christmas. Does that mean you believe? No. It's just saying Merry Christmas, just saying, hey, have a great Christmas. You can say Happy Christmas. It is, in fact, the holiday. Anyway, hope you have a great holiday season. 
Went out, did a little shopping last night with a couple of my kiddos. It's always fun. Um, but I got entranced and completely engulfed in watching Monday Night Football. And it came to me earlier this season exactly what the Packers are trying to do. In many ways, it's it's a copy of two different quarterbacks who both performed well late in their career. The, the copy is both Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. The Peyton Manning comparison is this. That defense is not great against the run, but it's built to get a lead or be competitive. And if you're going to drop back to pass 30 or 40 times, they're going to get to you. Which is how the Colts were built, how the Broncos were built. Right, going to have to score, going to have to throw the football to keep up with us, cannot play ground and pound and try and shorten the game, especially if you get behind. The second thing is how it's built like the Patriots. And the Patriots, you know, over the last couple of years have tried to establish themselves as more of a running team. Everything is sprayed around closer to the offensive line. It's, it's dink and dunk city. Why? Well, Tom Brady, not fleet of foot, can't extend the play. And then you don't want him to make as difficult of throws as he used to make in his prime when he threw 50 touchdown passes. It's the same thing with how the defense is constructed. It's smarter, not harder. The Packers offense in all the efficiency categories is top 10 in the league. Rushing TDs, fifth. Red zone, third. Time per drive, eighth. Points per drive, 10th. Overall, seventh. Packers team, turnover margin, third. Incredibly important statistic. Giveaways, second. Aaron Rodgers threw an interception yesterday. People act like, what was that? I haven't seen that in years. They're only seventh in giveaways. Their defense, even. Fifth in passing TDs, ninth in points per game, eighth in red zone, fourth in completion percentage, and eighth in times per drive. They might not be flashy. They might not be the best defense. They might not be intimidating. They might not have the type of overall defensive speed at the defensive line the Niners have. And they have been beaten. And they have looked um, like there may not be the overall level of talent. But they, they are smart in how they're constructed. Give yourself the best possible opportunity, offense and defense. Keep yourself close with efficiency categories. And then you have number 12. And he wasn't spectacular last night. Hell, he threw just one guy 16 times. But everyone fears what he has. Right? Everyone fears his ability to rear back and throw that fastball. To make a play that no one else in the league can make. Maybe Pat Mahomes. Only Mahomes is a decade behind in terms of experience. And I was, I was thinking of the juxtaposition of Aaron Rodgers and his performance last night versus Kirk Cousins and his performance last night. And it dawned on me that Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. He's just not a great franchise quarterback. Like Kirk Cousins is fine. Kirk Cousins is good. Kirk Cousins is everything you want with the exception of last night when you got to go out and win me a game. Right? They're playing at home. They're up one at the half and... It just couldn't get first downs. Just could not win the ball game. Kirk Cousins is exactly who you thought he was. He's a fourth round pick who's more than competent as a starter. 
He's thrown for his 3,600 yards. He'll end up for th- throwing for close to 4,000 yards in a run-oriented offense. He's completed 70% of his passes. He's thrown 26 TDs and only six interceptions. And on those raw numbers, you would think he's a superstar. But last night was a reason enough to prove that he's not. Have you guys ever laid down hardwood floors? Now, in Connecticut, where I lived for a great portion of my professional career, everything is real hardwood floors. I mean, you almost feel like they're going to chop down a tree in your backyard and then use it. Like, it's real. Now, when you come to California, a lot of people use the manufactured stuff. Not Pergo, but it's like a composite of real and fake wood. It looks cool. It's easier to replace. It's durable for if the kids get it dirty. But you know what it's not? It's not real wood. And one of the things that happens is it will chip much more easily. Now, when it does chip, you can stain it and make it act like it's a knot. But the fact is that real wood just has a little bit more value than the fake wood. It's more expensive. It's harder to get perfect when you lay it down. You got to get the stain right. It's super hard to replace, but it's more durable and more special and looks It just looks like a higher quality when you lay it down. That's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback, but he's easier to replace than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And the difference in terms of their quality could not be any more obvious than last night in the Twin Cities. Kirk Cousins had all of seven first downs. I will grant you he's playing without his star running back, Stephon Diggs. So, but did I say Stephon Diggs? I'm sorry. Dalvin Cook. He's playing with Stephon Diggs, with Adam Thielen, and they get seven first downs the entire game. Now, is it his fault the line couldn't block? Actually, a little bit, but mostly not. He throws for a buck 22, one TD, one interception. They only rush for 57 yards, as opposed to the Packers, who they rush for 184. You're like, that's all Aaron Jones. Some of it, some of it's the line, some of it's play calling, some of it is you better respect Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams takes two players off the football field every time he's out wide or if he's ever in motion. He's that good. And so the Packers are playing smarter, not harder. And the Vikings are understanding the difference between the fake stuff and the real stuff. It doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins is a phony and that he's a bad quarterback. He's fine. And if he's got all his pieces, you know, uh, Daniel Jeremiah joins us weekly and he talks about tractor and trailer. That's a trailer. If everything is right, he's good. But if one piece is missing, a lot like Dak Prescott, what, he's going to carry the weight of the entire franchise? That can't happen. Whereas Rodgers has been doing that for years, now he's surrounded by a good team and they're playing smarter, not harder. Are the Packers great at any one thing? Not really. They run it, but not, they're not the best running team. They throw it, but they're not the best throwing team. They get after the pass, but they don't have the best pass rush. But they're important in the parts that matter. They don't turn it over. They get a bunch of turnovers. They pressure the pass. They score and keep you out in the red area. And then if they need, if need be, they'll load up and they have maybe the ultimate or second best to Pat Mahomes weapon in the NFL playing quarterback. Meanwhile, the Vikings are stuck with a guy who's good 
and we all think he's good, but he's just not great. And if everything doesn't go his way, he's just not able to bring you over the top. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think you guys see Marshawn Lynch late last night signed with the Seattle Seahawks. So Marshawn Lynch, which is always interesting. I love these ex-Seahawks who grab their junk on the way out the door. I'm never coming back. Wait, how much? Sure, I'll come back and play. Uh, but Marshawn Lynch, who, of course, won a Super Bowl and many people believe should have gotten the football. Although, c- congrats to Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman, works here some at Fox Sports Radio, for pointing out using video on Twitter that Marshawn Lynch should not have gotten the football on that particular play that Russell Wilson threw the interception to Malcolm Butler. Which is great prep. They knew the play that was coming. They guessed it, guessed right, and made a pick. But Marshawn Lynch is back, back in Seattle, a place he's synonymous with, a place he played for five seasons. It is fascinating that because he won a Super Bowl, played in another Super Bowl, and quietly predicted the dominance over the Denver Broncos. You remember that interview with Deion Sanders? He's, I, that was the I'm just here not get fined year when he said, we got some dogs. We got some dogs. Um, first year, 700 yards, 730 yards rushing. Second year, 1,200 yards rushing. Third year, 1590. 1590 scored 11 TDs running the football. Fourth year, fourth year, obviously, it went down some, 12.57 with 12 touchdowns, only 300-yard gains. And then in 2014, that's when he had the beast quake, the 67-yard score and run against the Seahawks. That was an amazing play. And that was the year they won the Super Bowl, and he said, I'm just here to not get fined. Uh, The following year, he agreed to an extension. And he, and he, and he, if you, you think double days for a little over a week and you're ready for the NFL, this was like the Rams getting CJ Anderson and he performed well. What do we do? What do the, all these running backs have in common, right? Zeke, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Devontae Freeman. They're all massively overpaid. And we want to say it's not fair. I don't know if you can find some. You can find somebody who can do the same job for less and they're a member of the players union, then why wouldn't you do it? Credit the teams for being smart. But I, I do think this is one of those, you're signing a guy because of name recognition more than being ready to play. And maybe he, maybe he can play in one playoff game and you feel like that's all you need him for. But man, after that first playoff game, he is going to be wrecked.
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's let's welcome in Chris Sims, Football Night in America. Merry Christmas to you, Chris. How are you? Merry Christmas to you, God, uh, Doug Gottlieb. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Doing good, man. You know, uh, got the family about to come over, made a fire, you know, get the drinks flowing here as soon as I get off and uh, start start having a good night. Wait, so Sims family Christmas is at your house, not at, not at Papa Phil's? We'll go to Big Phil's tomorrow, but we do Christmas Eve here at this house. You know, I married this uh, Sicilian woman here who's a good cook, and she cooks a good Christmas Eve kind of Italian-style dinner, so we do it here. And then tomorrow, after the kids open the presents, we'll head over to uh, Big Phil's house and uh, hang out there for the day. What drinks tonight? Tonight, I'm a um, Chopin vodka on the rocks, two lines. That's usually uh, how I go down right there. You know, uh, maybe a maybe a daddy cigar or two after something really? like that. You yeah. never know. Wow, I like that. Well, I mean, now yeah. you got you got all that extra money with the, the hall of, with the ad campaign. You know, I mean, I think <laughs> you you and the, you and the Hall of Famers. I mean, you can buy the expensive expensive cigars. Um, okay, I so, so I had two takeaways from last night, and feel free because you know more football than than I do. First is, look, the Packers aren't great, but they're they're working smarter, not harder, right? Like right. you look at you look at the stats and red zone offense third in the in league, defense fourth in the league. Um, they're big in turnover margin, third best turnover margin, um, seventh most takeaways. You know they yep. run the football, they get ten points per drive, eighth in 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 fewest amount of time per drive defensively. Like stay right. off the field, stay on the field, and then put themselves in position. And every once in a while, number twelve reminds you that he's number twelve. I don't think right. they're a great team, but I think they're they're built pretty smartly. And if they can get home field advantage, maybe not throughout, but you know, for the first game, I I think they'll they'll be right there with a chance to beat the Niners on the road. No, I agree. I mean, you know, you, you said it right, Doug. I think you're exactly right. You got a great eye, a great gut for the the sport in general. And you know what you're explaining is what complementary football, right? Offense and defense complementing each other that way. It's a little bit like New England Patriot-ish, yeah. really. You know, hey, hey, we'll let you drive down the field. You, you know, you score a field goal, and we'll drive back down, and we'll score a touchdown, and then you'll get a field goal, and we'll score a touchdown, and all of a sudden we're up 14-6, to six, even though the game's been pretty even. And uh, you're exactly right. They run the ball. 12 makes a few plays here and there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, they're not overly explosive on offense. Devontae Adams is real good, but he's not a superstar. Aaron Jones, I think the same thing. Uh, so you look at it that way between their defense, too. If they can stop the run the way they did last night, Doug, I'm with you. You know, yeah, one game on the road. I do think the 49ers are a better team. Um, no doubt about that. But I do, I hear you. One game on the road with 12 and the way they play 
and the fact that they're game plan specific kind of on both sides of the ball, especially the defense. You know, Mike Pedden with the Rex Ryan, you know, scheme and everything there, he knows how to take certain aspects of the offense away uh, and really was handicapped for a while because they cannot stop the run. But he does combination zone coverages, combination man and zone coverages. He will do things to take away a strength of an offense, which which to me makes you dangerous in the playoffs, and I do think the Packers are dangerous. If they get home field, I think home field is more important to them than any other team in the NFL probably right now. I really do, because they're a different team at home, and no matter who comes up there, if you've got to play in a 12-degree day late in January, we know they're very comfortable. Rodgers can throw in those elements, and I think a lot of other teams kind of get shell-shocked at first playing in those elements. Uh, lead analyst for Chopin Vodka's uh, NFL Network, He's Chris Sims. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I, I thought the other side to it was, I understand you don't have your, your star running back, right? You don't have Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And this team is built uh, on their ability. As you said early in the year, like they're trying to establish themselves as a running team. Now you take away the starting running back. And Kirk Cousins, even though he had Thielen back, he has to carry them. D- don't we see his ceiling, right? Like... I, I like right. I likened it to, as you know, living in Connecticut. Connecticut's all real hardwoods. But you get out here in California, and you're like, you know, you can get the manufactured stuff. And in many ways, it's cheaper, it's cooler, you know, but it does, it, you know, it does break a little bit easier. It's not as, as sturdy. It may not be as expensive. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. Kirk Cousins has put up a lot of stats, and he's fine. But y- you can see he cannot carry a team when everything is not perfect. No, definitely not. And it's going to be hard to carry this team. And, you know, yes, Thielen's back, but I don't think Thielen's 100%. And, yeah, I mean, hey, Kirk Cousins, he's accurate. He's he's usually a very good decision maker that way. He's a pretty good deep ball thrower. He's not going to extend plays. He's not going to throw balls off his back leg, 20-yard out route, sidearm, and laser it in there like Rodgers or Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. He's not elite that way. He's not. And you kind of said it right. They got to play through the run game. They get the run game going. Then the boots and play actions work. And he's good throwing those boot-like passes on the run and doing those things that way. But, yes, not the type of talent that's going to, like, hey, say, hey, guys, jump on my back. I got you. You know, like LeBron or LeBron in the fourth quarter. No, absolutely not. And to this, to his defense a little bit, too, Doug, when I break down offenses and things like that, you know, Minnesota, that's not their game either. It's not a strength of Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak. Never has been. When they have to get into the drop-back pass game, ooh, we got to dissect you with 10, 5, 15, 20-yard passes all over the field, they have no creativity in the drop-back pass scheme either. So that's not going to lend itself to Kirk Cousins taking over in those moments either. They need to play to a certain formula. You saw the Packers took, took away that run game last night, and they were kind of handicapped from there on out of what they could do on the offensive side of the ball. Chris Sims joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Where do you lay, lay the biggest amount of blame on the Cowboys season? Um, I, the coaches, 100%. You know, again, the players, did they let them down a little bit on Sunday against the Eagles? Certainly. I mean, Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott didn't throw the ball well. Even on some of the completions, they were inaccurate. Uh, didn't allow guys to run after the catch. You know, guys dropping the ball, offensive line not dominating the way they should, Ezekiel Elliott not making plays the way they should, the defensive line. Yeah, you could go through the players and say they certainly, like, let down the organization. But I still think, you know, again, players are going to have down days, not their best days always. The Cowboys just don't – they don't do what you just talked about with the Packers. 
It's not complimentary football. What were they trying to accomplish on offense the other last week? What are they doing? I don't. What is the game plan? I knew what the Eagles were trying to do. They were going to run the ball, eat the clock, short passes to the tight end, short passes to the backs out of the backfield, right? They were going to stop the run. They weren't going to let Ezekiel run the ball. They were going to make Dak Prescott in the pass game beat. I, I saw their. I saw their game plan. I knew it. Dallas, it was just like, all right, roll the decks. Oh, I like this play. Oh, this one's cool. I like this one. We ran it on Wednesday, and it worked. Great. But you got to tie plays together, figure out how a defense is attacking you, things like that. To me, they just call plays on offense. And on defense, Doug, I know you've heard me say it a million times probably this year. When you line up in the same two defenses all game long, every game, I don't care who you play. If you play a good quarterback who has a little bit of a scheme and a system around him, they're gonna. It's gonna be tough sledding for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just this day and age of like, hey, we're only gonna play two defenses and beat you that way. It's over unless you have such superior talent. You're even seeing that with the 49ers. See that when the 49ers were healthy, they played that same defensive scheme. They could dominate you. But now, no deep forward, right? DJ Jones got hurt. Jaquaski Tard not in the game. Quan Alexander, all their studs are out. And now you're seeing that that defensive scheme kind of get exposed because. It's not overly complicated. So I do, I put a lot of the blame getting back to the point on the Cowboys coaching staff and the lack of creativity and, and tying game plans together that way. What about Dak and some of his accuracy issues? How much of that is the shoulder? How much of that is this is who Dak is? No, you know, I, I don't, you know, again, I, I think a lot of it was the shoulder the other day. I do. You know, Dak is a pretty accurate thrower of the football. I don't come away from too many games going, ooh, Dak left yards on the field, ooh, Dak should have hit this pass, whatever it may be. Uh, I think he's a pretty high-level thrower of the football. I'm, again, not, you know, I don't want to say, you know, not in the Mahomes, Rodgers, Watson, Russell Wilson class, not there, but that next group of guys down, you know, somewhere between 6 and 12, that's where Dak Prescott is as a quarterback. Uh, but I did think the shoulder hindered him a little bit. I thought his motion even looked a little different when I watched the, the game on film, too, which showed me he was trying to find an arm slot that didn't quite hurt as much. And I do think that led to some of the inaccurate throws. Chris Sims joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, how, how big for you as a football guy was that, that, that game for Carson Wentz? It was built up as the, his biggest game of his career because he didn't play, hasn't played in the playoffs. Right. What did that do for you in your assessment of who he is? Well, not not like a t- not a ton. It gives me joy because I think it's opened up the eyes of everybody in the national media and just the common football fan. Because here they are now, three weeks in a row, and you go, "Wait, who are these guys that he's playing with on offense, and how are they winning games?" Well, they're winning games because he has franchise quarterback type talent. I mean, that's just the the bottom line. You know, he's he's big, he's athletic, he's extremely accurate. You know, he can extend plays and do things like that. He can scramble for eight or ten yards on a given play if it opens up that way. Uh, so I, I'm glad to see that everybody is getting to see that this guy is, and I always have thought this, is one of those guys that can say, hey, jump on my back. I'll carry you through this moment. You know, he was the MVP of football for me two years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You know, I know he missed the last two games of the year, but I still think he was the MVP that year. He was the best player in the game that year. And I think he's uh, found his comfort zone again and playing some high-level football. So I'm not shocked, is I guess what I'm saying, but I'm very happy that kind of everybody is opening their eyes to the talent Carson Wentz has. What do you make of the Patriots' ability to once again beat the Bills? 
Yeah, well, I think the Patriots, that's kind of a matchup. Okay, you're going to play defense and, you know, run the ball and a low scoring, you know, and who can manage the game the best way. You know, that's right up the Patriots' alley. Uh, What they have to worry about is like, ooh, it's Kansas City, it's Baltimore, and we need to score 30 now. What do we do then? That's their biggest issue. But games in the the teens, the 17, 20 to 17, 17, 14, that's the way the Patriots are meant to play. Uh, so they can, they're kind of the better version of what the Bills try to do. You know, the Bills are close. They need, a, they need another playmaker on offense. When they do that, and like next year in the offseason, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. The Patriots, the thing I like, Doug, more than anything, it's two weeks in a row I've seen improvement from the offensive line. They dominated Cincinnati's defense that week a little bit up front. You know, and I know it was Cincinnati, so I wasn't sure. But what I saw last week against the Bills, I thought it was the best run game blocking they had all year. It was the best protection Brady had against a pretty good front four. And that, to me, went, ooh, okay, New England might be figuring some things out here to where, again, I don't think they're going to reinvent the wheel or you know, be offensive explosion all of a sudden in 30 points a game. But if they get to 20 or 24, they're going to be pretty hard to beat with that defense. Seattle signs Marshawn Lynch. What can we expect from a guy who hasn't played all year to, to play in that short order and try to play in playoffs, playoff speed. Yeah, well, he's a freaking beast, so I don't know what to expect from this guy. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't think he would be as good as he was last year after taking the previous year before that out of, off of football. So, um, you know, I think you're, he's a guy that he'll probably shock me and end up running the ball like 25 times for 100 yards. I'll be like, what the heck? But, no, I think realistically I want to say, yeah, they're going to have to work him in slow, you know, 10 to 15 carries, something like that. You know, make sure they don't wear him out so he just doesn't fumble because he's tired, things like that. But, you know, man, the Seattle Seahawks, for, for my money, they're, they're out of the Super Bowl conversation with these injuries. They really are. You, know, you see, they're another team where, you know, if they can't dominate the line of scrimmage in the run game, as awesome as Russell Wilson is, it's just too much pressure on him in the pass game. They're not overly creative either, Doug. That would be another one of those where, if you and I sat down and watched film, I'd go, look at this, look at these plays, look what they're doing. You know, this is like preseason football plays that the New England Patriots run or like Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers run, and these are the meat and potato plays that they run like every other play in the drop-back pass game. That concerns me. So when they can't run the ball and their defense isn't good this year, it's Russell Wilson just has to make magic, and he can make magic against the poor and the middle class. I just don't know if he can do that against the upper class elite teams in the NFL. Nobody knows like about upper class and elite like Chris Sims. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> You're fun. that's not funny. I'm a working man. I'm yes, working class. yes, the tough streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. You are a working <laughs> class man. Hey, listen, enjoy the holidays. Make sure you tell your pop I said hello. I'll send him a text. He's he's the best as are you. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. And Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, thanks, dude. Always fun. Happy holidays and enjoy, man. Be good. That's Chris Sims. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.